Hey there. Okay, so you may know, you may not, but I just celebrated 10 months of being alcohol free. And in this episode, I'm going to look back at those 10 months and share my biggest takeaways with you. So let's dive on in. Welcome to Flip Flop Your Lifestyle. I am Karen, a sunshine-loving, creative, intuitive, magical manifester who loves everything outdoors, especially the beach. Join me as I share unfiltered, simple steps to guide you from where you are now into living the abundant, juicy, delicious, fun-filled life you dream about. I am so excited for you as you begin your journey, so let's dive right in. Hey there, it's Karen, and I am so glad that you are here and back and joining me. This is going to be a fun episode, something a little lighter than what we've talked about for the last few weeks. I know a lot of you are working through the challenges, and I'm super excited. I love hearing all your wins, getting your messages, so keep that up. Also, I may be on a break for a couple of weeks because we've got... In the U.S. here, we've got Thanksgiving, then my birthday, and then we've got the holidays and all that kind of stuff. So don't panic if you don't see anything for the next few weeks. I will be back with the next season shortly. So that all being said, I want to jump right into today's topic, which is something I get asked about quite often these days because I am celebrating this win out loud very vocal about it on my Facebook. Um, So I've gotten a lot of questions, people pop into my inbox, and some of the questions are what you would expect. Some of them are a little bit different than what I expected. Um, But that's okay, because I love sharing this. And the topic is why I have chosen to be sober and not drink alcohol. Um, For those of you who don't know, alcohol does run or alcoholism does run in my family, I guess is the way to put it. Um, I do have a first degree relative that has been in recovery uh, since, gosh, it's probably been 20 something years, maybe even close to 30, um, which is fabulous. And then I was married into a family where... Um, There was a lot of recovering alcoholics and maybe some people who might want to have lightened up on the alcohol. I don't know. I can't really speak for them, Um, but a lot of their challenges seem to focus around drinking alcohol. So you know what? That's a a personal decision, I guess. Um, So anyway, most of my life, at least the last 30 or so years, I have been very much surrounded by people who are in recovery from alcohol. And that all being said, I have been a drinker, you know, I was, gosh, I was drinking when I turned, I think, uh, 17, 18, uh, dated a bartender, drank a lot, and kind of went in in spurts. So what I mean by that is there were periods of time where I drank a lot. And by a lot, I mean, I was out every night with friends. There was always a couple of drinks going, you know, three, four drinks a night. And I was never a 
anti-social drinker where I came home from work and just cracked open a bottle of wine or something and sat in my living room and drank by myself. That was never something that I did. I was very much the social drinker. So if I was out with friends or dating somebody who drank, um, I dated somebody who was sober, who just, you know, I, I don't even want to say sober. They just really had never taken to alcohol in any way, shape or form. I think they had had a couple of drinks when they were in their 20s. Um, but by the time we met, they were in their, gosh, 30s, 40s and a non-drinker. Um, so I think over the course of maybe the 25 or 30 years that we've known each other, I've seen him drink maybe five drinks. So um, I've been in, you know, both, uh, both types of relationships where somebody who has been, in fact, let me just kind of, you guys know I don't pull any punches, so let me just phrase it this way. In the three big relationships, main relationships in my life, uh, romantic relationships, two of the three were very much heavy drinkers, uh, whereas the third was not. And so I've been in all areas. Now for me, like I said, I was never a sit in my living room drink by myself. I was always a social drinker and my dad was the same way. He was a social drinker. My mom was not really a drinker. Uh, she would have, you know, a little bit here and there, but neither of my parents were heavy drinkers. So anyway, over the course of, you know, the last 30 years since I, you know, became legal to drink, I had periods of time where I drank a lot periods of time where I didn't even touch the stuff because the truth of the matter is I don't like alcohol. I have never really enjoyed the taste and I know people have said to me, well, you just probably haven't found the drink you like. And, you know, I understand that. I respect that. That's like, you know, saying I don't drink Mountain Dew, but for years I drank Diet Coke. I'll still have them on occasion now. So Mountain Dew was disgusting to me. Diet Coke tastes good to me. And I know there are many people who think just the total opposite. They're thinking, oh my gosh, I would never like Diet Coke, ew. Whereas Mountain Dew, they like will mainline. So I totally understand that. Yet I tasted all kinds of alcohol. Everything from, you know, I'll date myself and it was schnapps and Bartles and James wine coolers to Fireball and Bailey's and Corbassier and Grand Marnier and, you know, different beers and wines. And um, my daughter is a, I believe you call it a sommelier. She is very much into wines, loves wines. And, you know, that's her, that's her thing. She enjoys a really good glass of wine the same way I enjoy a really good steak. So I totally respect that and I get it. Um, but anyway, what, well, I, I digress a little bit. What ended up happening was a couple of years back, the world stopped. And you guys all know what I mean. Everything stopped. We ended up sitting in our homes for like a year. During that period of time, one of my sweet neighbors, she and I would, you know, our, our husbands at the time were both at work all day. And so we would gather for coffee in the morning. And somewhere about three, four o'clock, we would gather on the back porch, mine or hers, and we were cracking open whether it was margaritas she was making, which she made great margaritas. So if I had to choose a drink, it would probably be her margaritas. Um, 
or I was drinking, you know, a beer or we would have some wine or like whatever it was we were drinking. So this went on and, you know, during the, the period of the pandemic and I got to a point where I realized I was drinking three or four drinks a night sitting on her back porch with her. And I'm not talking over the course of like a seven or eight hour period of time. I'm talking about over like a three or four hour period of time. So for me, that was too much alcohol. And I said, okay, you know what? Stop. So I cut back on my alcohol. Actually, I'd stopped drinking for a while. And fast forward, 2021 happened. Um, I left that marriage, moved back to Florida where I get to live on the beach, which is really kind of cool. And that's a whole story in and of itself, um, how I did that. And I will share that in the next season. But I digress. Let me, let me get back to the alcohol. So I moved back to Florida. I drank a bit, um, you know, not a lot, but I really didn't know anybody. So I did find myself, you know, I would have a glass of wine in the evening and I would do it when I was on the phone with a girlfriend who, you know, she was sitting in her living room. So technically we weren't, you know, drinking by ourselves. Um, but you guys, you know, I'm sure if you're listening to this, you might be laughing, thinking, yep, I've done that with one of my friends, you know, we'll FaceTime, we'll both be having a glass of wine. So, you know, we kind of went through that stage and then the beginning of 2022 happened and I decided it was time to move from where I was living to another place. Um, And when I did that, I decided I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't want alcohol anymore. So January of this year, early January, when I moved, I said, you know what? Toss the alcohol, not even interested. And let's kind of play this out and see how I feel. So I want to share with you the 10 things that I have realize looking back over these last 10 months. So, and this is why I chose to be sober was first of all, it was a decision. Now, from what I just said, you guys know that I am not saying this lightly when I say I just stopped drinking because I do appreciate and I am very, very well aware that there are individuals that struggle with alcohol addiction. And it's a day-to-day, if not, you know, hour-to-hour, minute-by-minute process for an individual with an alcohol addiction to stop drinking, okay? I am not that person. So when I am speaking from my experience, I am speaking as a person who does not struggle with alcohol addiction. Alcohol for me was in times of stress. And also in times of transition and also in social situations. So I want to just make clear, I am in no way making light of someone who has a, an alcohol addiction. That is a totally different animal. And if you are somebody who struggles with an alcohol addiction, some of this will help you. So take what works. And I do encourage you to seek out professionals in your area, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, any kind of support group, something where you have that added support to help you shift into a 
sober lifestyle, if that's what you want to do. So that all being said, let's get back to the 10 things. First of all, I made a decision. I simply decided because everything in our life is a choice. Everything is built on our habits and our decisions every day. I simply decided I am not interested in drinking alcohol anymore. So I think there might be a couple of little travel bottles in the back of my fridge, but truth of the matter is I haven't looked and I couldn't tell you what's there. Um, I know there's some white claw sitting on the side of my refrigerator because I have a friend who enjoys white claw. And so when they come over, they drink the white claw. I don't touch it. So that's the first thing, the decision. The second thing I did was, um, again, I just told you I have some alcohol in my refrigerator, um, but I stopped buying alcohol. The few things that are there have literally been there for since I moved in. They came with me from the old house to the new house. So I don't know if alcohol goes bad. I'm not going to test it and find out. Um, but I do have, you know, a few things in the house for people when they come over and they visit and they enjoy alcohol. Because again, I am not somebody who struggles with alcohol addiction. So again, there's a difference there. But I did stop buying any other alcohol. I also did stop, I did make this conscious choice though. I stopped going to any kind of bar-like settings, including any events that circled around alcohol. So my neighborhood, my town has a wine crawl. And yes, I have girlfriends that go to it. I have zero interest. Just the smell of alcohol kind of makes my skin cringe. Like it, it's the same thing with cigarettes. The smell of cigarettes makes me like my skin just kind of crawls up and like I feel cringy. It's gross um, for me. So I stopped going to that. There's several restaurants around here that are very much alcohol focused, bar like restaurants. They serve finger foods and things like that. I just don't go to them. And I started to notice that as I moved myself out of that situation and being no longer around environments that had a lot of alcohol or cigarettes, which kind of go hand in hand in many places, I started to feel more clear headed. So I wasn't in that fog that alcohol was creating for me. I was able to make decisions and I am able to make better decisions because I'm thinking more clearly. My body started to feel better. I did notice for me, there's a correlation between feeling achy and my joints not feeling well with drinking alcohol and that I feel better and the aches are gone when I'm not drinking alcohol. So you know, I don't know what that correlation is, but I do know this. If alcohol makes my joints hurt, I'm not going to drink alcohol because I don't enjoy my joints hurting. So I noticed that. I also noticed that I am sleeping much better. And for those of you who know me, I am in my early 50s and, you know, women's bodies change. I know a lot of women who talk about insomnia, not being able to sleep. And what I noticed is when I cut out alcohol, I sleep better. Like I can literally get into bed and within 10 minutes I am sound asleep. I'll sleep all night and I wake up rested. I do also have a few other hacks that I incorporate, um, but alcohol has made a huge difference. I also did notice, now this is kind of an interesting one for me, is I noticed that my 
drinking friends drifted away. And my friends who drink stayed. And what I mean by that is this. The people that I was around and the only time we were together was during times of either events that were fueled or circled around alcohol or, you know, basically everything we did involved going out for a drink. They disappeared when I stopped going out for drinks. Now, I have many friends who drink and that's totally fine. Like I said, I am not somebody who struggles with alcohol. So being around somebody when they're having a drink is not a big deal for me. So my friends who drink are still here, which is great. You know, that's just an interesting dynamic that I noticed played out. I also noticed that my bank account grew because not only is alcohol costly, I mean, obviously, you know, when you go into a restaurant or even like into the supermarket and you buy alcohol, it's not cheap. Now, yeah, it can be, you know, depending, it's a perspective. We all know that. But, you know, going into a restaurant and spending seven or eight dollars for a drink and then you have like three of them, now you've dropped like 30 bucks with a tip on alcohol. And to me, doing that, you know, three or four nights a week, you know, by the time you're done, that's like four or 500 bucks a month on alcohol. I also noticed that, you know, the meals and the different things that circled around alcohol, because I wasn't doing them and I'm not doing them, again, more money in my bank account. What do I mean by that? Like the wine crawl is like 30 bucks and, you know, going to see, you know, like this band in a bar and there's like a $20 cover charge plus the drinks and like a three drink minimum. And by the time you're done, it's a hundred dollar night fueled by alcohol. So I personally enjoy having more money and feeling better versus drinking alcohol and feeling like crap and not having a lot of money left. So that's that. The biggest takeaways for me, like the really big, big ones are that I learned I really didn't like the taste of alcohol. And even now, like, you know, like I said, I have one girlfriend who makes an amazing margarita and, you know, frozen. And if I was going to drink and I had to drink and someone was giving me a million dollars to have a drink, it would be her margarita. Other than that, there's nothing that I've ever had that has been like, oh my gosh, I could drink this more often. Um, you know, and again, I didn't like the way I felt. I feel better without it. So my biggest takeaway overall is I don't miss it. And I respect people, you know, if you choose to be somebody who drinks alcohol and it works for you and you enjoy it, great. If you are somebody who is struggling with alcohol addiction and you're sober and you're going through one day at a time, freaking huge shout out to you because that is a big, big win. And I encourage you to just keep doing what you're doing and I'm proud of you. For those of you who are like me and you're like, you know what, alcohol, I can kind of take it or leave it. I encourage you as a challenge to just, you know, give it up for 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, whatever it is, you know, give it up for 30 days and see how you feel and then decide, well, hey, do I want to like, you know, not drink for 60 days and just kind of play with it because you'd be surprised. A lot of times we don't realize what's transpiring for us until that thing is no longer there 
And, you know, that happens with relationships, that happens with jobs, that happens with alcohol, that happens with all kinds of stuff where, you know, it's not a good thing, but we're so used to it that we're comfortable with it. And for me, the choice to not drink wasn't, it wasn't a comfortable one, but it wasn't uncomfortable. It was kind of a neutral one. So here I am 10 months later, a little more than 10 months in, will I ever drink again? I don't know. At this moment, no, I have no interest right now in drinking. And I just told you why. So I would love to hear from you. If you are somebody who doesn't drink for the same type of reasons, not because you have an alcoholic addiction, an alcohol addiction, but because you've chosen the sober life, I would love to hear from you. And if you are somebody who does have an addiction to alcohol and has been sober and is like just walking through that process, I would love to hear from you as well. You guys know where to find me, get in my DMs and definitely share this episode with somebody who you think may enjoy it. And of course, as always, may your day be filled with magical moments. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, thanks for listening. If you love what you heard and feel inspired, be sure to leave a five-star review. Connect with me on social media, screenshot this episode, and tag me on Instagram. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend as everyone deserves to live in happiness, joy, peace, and abundance daily. Until next time, may your day be full of magical moments.